What's up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another Review Point podcast coming to you from fanboysanonymous.com. I am your host, as always, Tony Mango, and today I'm talking about the movie that I just got done seeing, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. So, as always, what I want to do here is I want to give you a spoiler-free review first, and then eventually when we get into some of the more spoiler territory kind of topics, then I will give you a little bit of a heads up so that way you know to, you know, pause the video or the stream or whatever you're listening on or something like that and, you know, keep that in mind. But on top of that, I always want to know what you have to say about everything. So drop a comment below if you're watching this on YouTube. But if you are, hit the like button. That'll help out quite a bit. Make sure you are subscribed to the channel. If you are not already doing that, then ring that little notification bell as well. If you want to help us grow and continue to do things like this and do more things like this, consider donating to the Patreon, patreon.com slash fanboysanonymous or joining the members-only stuff over on YouTube. There's the little thanks thing, you know. I mean, there's lots of different ways for you to pitch a little bit of the spare change that you've got in your wallet our way. And, you know, maybe that's just picking up a T-shirt or something on Public or Redbubble, whatever it might be. I don't know. Point being, there are those options. And if you want me to do something that's a little more deeper into the discussion of Spider-Man and Venom, you know, one of my favorite characters and everything, Spider-Man, my... Uh, second favorite comic book character of all time, number one being Batman. For instance, I've wanted to do the Mount Rushmore of Spider-Man villains, you know, the rogues gallery. We did that for Batman. I really want to do one for Spider-Man. So, you know, if you want me to do something like that, there is the pick your poison tier on Patreon and on the members only stuff. Just something for you to keep in mind, you know. But we're going to get into the review stuff, so yeah, drop a comment below, and while you're doing that, make sure, keep it spoiler-free, just in case if anybody hasn't seen the movie yet, that they don't get that spoiled, or at the very least, put like a little bit of a spoiler warning or something. Same thing as what I'm going to do here. So, let's get into this. Spoiler-free section, don't got to worry about spoilers right yet. Uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Now, if you checked out the previous Venom review that I had done... Uh, 2018, I think is when it was. When did that movie come out? I think it was 2018. It's not one of my favorite comic book movies. It's not something that's like bad, you know. I mean, it's far from bad, but there are just so many better movies that do this kind of thing in a you know their their own way, their more stylized way. Maybe it's just fundamentally better movies. And Venom came out when it came out in 2018, I'm, I'm assuming. And it felt very 2002-ish. <laughs> it sounds kind of snooty to be like, ooh, this is 2002. But it did. It was something that was much more along the lines of what we had seen with, like, the first Daredevil movie and the Fantastic Four. Uh, you know, like, that kind of a setup. It didn't feel like it was on par with like the MCU, which the MCU is not perfect, but it is a higher step up above one of the, the movies that were coming before it. Even like X-Men, for instance, like first X-Men movie, one of my favorite comic book movies overall, but you bring in the MCU and you bring in some other things. Suddenly that goes from this is one of the best things that I've ever seen back in 2000 to, well, you know, maybe it's like number 20-something, you know, that kind of deal. I still really like it. You know, it's still something that you can enjoy quite a bit. And the Venom movies, both of them at this point, they're enjoyable. 
and there are fun elements to them and everything, but they're not really good, you know? So, yeah, by all means, I'm not going to say that this is some Oscar caliber thing. I don't think that the acting is something that you should really take away something from it other than, yeah, Tom Hardy's probably a, a good choice for, for Venom overall and Eddie Brock and whatnot with the way that they're doing it. Same as what it was with last time. This movie I thought was better than the previous one. And I think part of that was just that we got a... I was going to say we got a tighter story and that's also going to be something I'm going to ding it on. But yeah, I think some of it is that it's a little bit tighter of a story, not so much on the runtime. That's the the issue I'm going to get into, but more so along the lines of, well, why wouldn't they just kind of make this as simple as it is? You're not going to this movie to get some hardcore deep discussion of symbiotic relationships you're getting what you're getting out of it. You know, you want Venom and Eddie to have that kind of a relationship, and then you want to see Venom fight Carnage. Overall, that's it. So you get to see that, you know? I mean, they play around with this movie with the whole odd couple scenario and with a way that a lot of these movies tend to go where it's like, okay, well, now it's the sequel, so let's try to revert back to we were before the previous one ended. You know, Spider-Man 2, what happens for half the movie? He loses his powers. Because you're more interested, at least the people that are telling these stories, tend to be more interested in what happens when they're not doing the thing, (laughs) you know? What happens when Batman's old and retired? What happens when Superman is bad? What happens when so on and so forth? So in a lot of these scenarios, it becomes, okay, well, the last movie, Venom and Eddie became this cohabitating unit so let's split them up because what are we going to do if we don't that part of the movie is something the carnage part of the movie is something else so i guess a, a way to do this would be to kind of break things down with the whole making the grade kind of reports card system that i've got going on before story characters tone etc uh staying with the spoiler free type of territory the story itself the Van- Venom and Eddie stuff, I thought was okay. Uh, I'd go around like a B minus kind of range. It's not really great by any means. There's elements of it that I think that they could have played a lot better. It's kind of rushed a little bit. But fundamentally, it's okay. The Carnage story of this whole thing, I thought was rather weak. I didn't feel like this was Carnage the way that Carnage is. And I'll get into that a little bit more into character, but yeah, his side of it was just one note and that left a lot uh, to be wanted. So that I wouldn't go so far as to say a B minus. I think I'd go more so a C minus. It's fundamentally okay still, but it's just not anywhere close to what I would have wanted to see. Maybe that's some of it's just an execution because they wanted to keep this PG-13 or whatever, but maybe that's actually a flaw of the character, too. I mean, uh, Carnage is not one of the easiest characters to adapt by any means. So let's get into the character stuff. Uh, Again, keeping this as spoiler-free as I can get. Uh, Eddie is basically the same as what we got the last time. If you liked that, then you would like this. If you liked 
Anne the last time. You'll like her this time around. Same for Dan and uh, a couple other characters that we had gotten in. We got Carnage this time around, which I think that for this movie, they do Carnage the way that they wanted to do the character, and then that's okay. But I don't feel like Woody Harrelson gave me Cletus Cassidy, and I don't feel like I really watched Carnage. Naomi Harris's Shriek. Shriek is not a character that has, you know, the most definable characteristics. She's just, for the most part, from what I've digested at the very least, Carnage's love interest to a certain extent. And she pretty much is. She's just another psycho killer type, and that's it. So she's meh. Patrick Mulligan, Detective Mulligan, a decent enough character. Nothing too much going on there. Mrs. Chen, I liked her. I liked her the last time around. I liked her this time around. So she's, you know, thumbs up on that one. If we're doing the review point system of like hit or miss, then hit for Mrs. Chen. Mostly hit for Venom. Mostly hit for Anne. Uh, less of a hit for Cletus and Shriek. A hit for Mulligan. They're not the strongest hits in the world, but they're there. So overall, character wise, I think I'd lean more towards. Maybe a C. It's okay. Tone. Actually, you know, tone, I think I think you have to separate the tone. So I usually separate the tone by action, drama, comedy, and romance. Comedy in this one, there's been a couple spots where I was like, uh, uh, you know, not uproarious laughter, but it's not supposed to be, so that's okay. Romance, not really doing it. But that's not its biggest priority, so I'm relatively okay with that. The romance angle between Shriek and Carnage, the romance between Anne and Eddie, they touch on these things, but they don't really sell any of them well enough for me to really, you know, talk some great about it. Drama and action. So drama, not really there. I honestly didn't feel like the most dramatic elements of this were really all that dramatic. There are parts where they are talking, eh, it's not really a spoiler, but where they're talking about like child abuse and it's just sort of like, oh, and then child abuse, blah, blah, blah. I didn't feel carnage is a byproduct of that. And I didn't feel like he was killing people. Like when they're doing these action scenes, he's just sort of, you know, tentacles flying around and, you know, people are going like, and they're just moving off to the side. The fact that this was PG-13 killed a lot of what it was supposed to do. Carnage, to me, is this nigh-unstoppable murder machine. Venom is a character that I've always been a big, big fan of, because I like that Venom is sort of like, what if Spider-Man was an unstoppable tank and evil, but then not evil? And that's the thing that makes Venom really interesting because I like lethal protector Venom. So I like that, like in this movie, they get a little bit deeper into that. But Carnage becomes interesting because it goes, okay, but then not the lethal protector. What do you do if it's even worse? And, you know, what's the Joker going to do if the Joker has the ability to turn himself into whatever he wants to turn himself into, kind of? And you can't, like, the Joker character is by proxy interesting because he's a reflection of Batman. 
Carnage is interesting because it's not only a reflection of Venom, but also what can you do in the space that's shocking? For instance, Maximum Carnage is a storyline that if you read the story, it's honestly not that great of a story in my mind at the very least. It's a lot of Carnage brings another person into the mix. People go to fight them. They end up separating, and then we wait for the next fight. That's really all it is. The game itself, I mean, the game is like, you know, a different sort of (laughs) animal to review, but the most memorable thing about the game to me is the opening theme song. There's a... But, like, actually sitting there going... Bunch Bunch of people on the screen. Not really all that super fantastic. If you're reading a Carnage story and you're seeing that he's, you know, decapitating people and he is stabbing people and there's blood all over the place and whatever, that's what's kind of interesting because you don't get to see that level of violence as much. You know, if you watch it like an animated series version of Doomsday in like the Superman stories, yeah, he's going to be, you know, bashing through a bunch of buildings. But what's the difference between that and anybody else? He's just doing more of the same thing. You go in the comics and there's, you know, uh, you Google it if you want. I don't remember what comic it was, but there's uh, panels of Doomsday ripping people in half and just, you know, entrails all over the place and stuff. That is something that is interesting with Carnage because you you get to see something that's like, okay, wow, they're they're not pulling any punches here. This character murders people. And in this movie, he's killing a lot of people, but he's killing them in PG-13 fashion. And it just doesn't register the same. So the action, the drama, the tone, it doesn't feel like carnage to me. It just feels like Riot from the last movie. But he just happens to kill more people. So it's disappointing. Overall, the tone is kind of a C. They go a little bit humorous in times that they probably shouldn't. They go a little too hokey in some fashion. And I would like to see a rated R carnage story. And you can't do it in live action because you're not going to make your money back. But if they wanted to do like how DC does these animated movies, if they did like an animated version of Maximum Carnage, it would be some fun stuff to watch. Again, not the best story in the world, but it would be at least fun. Visuals, that's yeah, it's on par. You know, uh, CGI is fine for these alien goop monster type things. Uh, you know, special effects, whatever. It's okay. The audio, same thing. Nothing memorable about the audio from like the soundtrack kind of side. I don't think I'm really going to be bothering to listen to the score, but it worked. It was fine. It didn't stand out to me in any kind of negative way at the very least. So then let's start getting into some more specifics. And this is where we're going to get into spoiler territory. So again, if you don't want to know what happens in the movie or you don't want to know anything at all, bookmark this, check back later after you watch the film or something. But if you don't care, by all means, continue listen on. One thing uh, I should probably say, this is not sponsored by Sony Bravia TVs, because apparently the movie was. Now, this is a Sony production thing, so I don't blame them from trying to get some kind of product placement in there for their own products. 
But there were maybe three times in the movie where they're like, hey, look at this brand new TV, this Sony Bravia TV. This is really well. Uh, you know, this is such a great uh, TV kind of things. It's not as problematic as Sonic the Hedgehog. I don't remember any scenario of a movie in the past 10 years that was as egregious with this as Sonic the Hedgehog was, where they were like, I'm looking up apartments on Zillow, and then we will go to Olive Garden, where if you eat there, your family. That was just bad. But this, it was kind of, there was a moment where I just rolled my eyes, because I'm like, they, they've got the Sony Bravia thing out there, and a character goes, that's a nice TV. It's like, oh, uh, man, that's something that bugged me. But um, as far as like some specifics go, uh. I didn't think that it was a really good idea to make this only 90 minutes. I think it's maybe even 89 minutes because they crammed everything in. And one of the things I was talking to my friends about after watching this movie, when we were just standing outside the movie theater, kind of hashing out some, you know, what you think, what you think kind of deals. We were all in agreement of this. We were all like, yeah, they pretty much rushed everything. And it felt like it wasn't rushed in the sense of you don't need to waste any time on anything else. And this is good. It felt actually rushed. Like carnage is going to go do this and then he does it. And then he's going to do this and then he does it. And then what, like it was very like the, the method of editing it, I guess you could say was we don't want to dwell on anything and we don't want anything to stew and we don't want to take any nuance we're just going to tell you this is what's going to happen and then it's going to happen kind of deal. That I wasn't so fond of because when you have a character that pretty much tells you what you're supposed to know while you're learning the information, you can't go on any kind of a journey. You're just being told what's going on. And if it's like, you know, Venom and Eddie are arguing and you're trying to do this odd couple story where they both care about the other one, but they're too stubborn to say it. And if you just have a character go, well, you two care about each other and you should just say it right after they're splitting up. Then what's the point? Because there was only one part of this movie that I felt it didn't really need to go on as long as it did. And that was Venom hanging out in the whatever the party was or whatever it was. Uh, some kind of like you know Day of the Dead celebration. uh rave kind of thing and that felt like that was telling that part of the story but that that dragged because we didn't have any of the other parts of the movie that would have felt similar like we were speeding along just one scene another scene another scene another scene and then we just stop for that which felt awkward in another movie if you would have had another half hour for instance to kind of play around with some other elements that wouldn't have felt so off. Now, maybe they could have just filmed some superfluous stuff and then it would have felt like that was dragging too, but it sort of felt like, let's get everybody in and get everybody out. I don't know if this was the game plan from the start. I don't know if this was their idea of, we don't know how the box office performance is going to go, so let's try to make it as uh, short as possible to cram as many people in and get a lot of you know, if uh, if there's multiple showings, people go to the movies more because there's going to be less crowded because of COVID. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe they were just sort of approaching this in the the way that I hate that a lot of people approach things, which is it's just a dumb comic book movie. Who fucking cares? Two aliens are going to fight with each other and that's all you want to see. OK, 
because this shouldn't be Alien versus Predator. It should be on par with like I don't know Thor or something, and I felt like that kind of hindered the movie quite a bit. I mentioned about Carnage. Carnage should have been murdering people left and right in a more visceral way. That felt weak. I didn't like the age range of Woody Harrelson being higher up in age 60, I think. I don't think that Carnage should be, should be 60. I think maybe 40 at most. You know, Spider-Man is a teenager. I'd rather see Cletus Cassidy as like, you know, 30-year-old or so. Somebody who... Yeah, he's not going to be, you know, a 16-year-old kid, but we have 30 to 40 range, I think, fits Cletus Cassidy better. I think that they could have gotten away with doing somebody else for that. Now, they did have the Woody Harrelson thing at the end of the previous movie. If they would have recast, it would have been strange. But, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, That's something that it is what it is. And I feel disappointed that this is the only carnage that we've gotten because for years we have been told that they were working on a Venom movie, that the carnage could be the villain and all this other kind of stuff. I've wanted to see a Venom and Carnage movie since I was a little kid. And if this is the best that we're ever going to get, that's okay. But it's just not great. And nothing lives up to the carnage that I have in my head that I attribute more towards, like, reading from the comics and, you know, that kind of deal. I don't know. I'm I'm rambling about the same subject. But point being... That was uh, that was something that I was thinking about while watching this movie. Um, they tease in here that Patrick Mulligan is going to become Toxin, but they barely tease it. It's just he doesn't die and his eyes light up weird and he says monsters. That was poorly done. Uh, if fans like me who know the name Patrick Mulligan, they're like, okay, Toxin. Okay, cool. And when you do something like that, I think you need a little bit more of a setup because some of the friends of mine that don't know as much of that were like, what was going on with him? He like, uh, he's turning into a monster or something like that. And I had to say to them, well, you know, Toxin's a character in the comics and then it's whatever. And he, you know, that kind of deal. I think you needed a little bit more of an explanation for that. Of course, the big thing that people are going to be taking away from this is actually the last like five seconds of the end credits or at least the midway through the credits that's the thing that people are going to go the craziest about for this whole entire movie, which is kind of insane, but they do tie in J Jonah Jameson and there are issues with Spider-Man no way home and, you know, dimensions getting all messed up and parallel realities and everything. So this seems to be their explanation for merging the Sony universes and everything. And, I don't know how I'm going to feel about that when it happens. I I like some of the aspects of that, and I really hate some aspects of that, because I do not think that Sony knows what they're doing with the Spider-Man franchise. And I think that Marvel and Sony together have created two very good, but also still problematic Spider-Man movies. And they're still kind of the best Spider-Man things that we've gotten outside of the original um, Tobey Maguire one. The very first Spider-Man one is the best Spider-Man movie. And because it's the most Spider-Man of the bunch, we've had lots of better Spider-Man moments and everything, but I don't think movie-wise, some of them work the same way. Sony's all over the place. Sony's like, let's make a jackpot movie. Let's make an Aunt May movie. 
I don't want them to be in control of anything like this. I don't want Spider-Man to split from the MCU. I don't want to have any kind of things like that. I want people to be able to make the right movies. I want Craven to not be his own separate movie. I want Craven to be somebody who you can reference as being in, you know, uh, he's in this other part of Africa and it's, you know, we've fought with him in Wakanda. You know, I want like that kind of stuff. And I don't know where they're going to go with this as far as if Venom is going to be a villain and the Spider-Man thing out of nowhere and he's got no ties to Spider-Man, then why is that a thing? Are we spoiled and complaining when we shouldn't? Maybe. But then again, we've seen that this stuff can be done really well and that this can be improved upon. You know, Ultron, I feel, is so much better as a Tony Stark creation rather than a Hank Pym one. At the same kind of, uh, on the same token, but on the flip side of things, Mary Jane is not Mary Jane. And MJ and all that stuff, That I've hated it. So sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. I hope this is going to be leading towards another win. As far as Venom Let There Be Carnage goes, it was okay. It's a movie. It's not my favorite. I don't know where I'm going to rank it on Letterboxd. That's going to be kind of difficult to figure out. Probably I'd go like three stars out of five, maybe three and a half, just to be a little bit on the kinder side. It's certainly not like some four and a half type of deal. Range-wise, as far as comparing it to the MCU, on my list at the very least, I would rank it kind of around Black Widow that we've recently seen. I think Shang-Chi is a better movie overall. So... Those are my opinions. Of course, agree or disagree, whatever it is, drop a comment below. Tell me what you're thinking about Venom Let There Be Carnage. Tell me what you'd like to see if they do a third one of these. I don't know if they really have it in them to do a third film because who's the villain going to be? You already did Carnage. Can't be Toxin. It's not going to go anywhere. So whatever it might be, I don't know. Either way, uh, let me know what your thoughts are. Let me know if you think that this is a hit or a miss. I would go overall to hit, but it's a very weak hit compared to some other movies. And, you know, it's not a, an eight out of 10. It's more of a six and a half out of 10, I think. Maybe seven at most. It does its job in some ways. In some ways, it leaves much to the imagination. And uh, I'm going to hang around a little bit more with my imagination and think of some better Carnage stuff. <laughs> so anyway, um, that'll do me in for this. Make sure you are, of course, subscribed and you follow all over the place and stay tuned for everything else that's happening over on fanboysanonymous.com. So if you check out the website, you follow us on Facebook and Twitter, you just go through and, you know, keep uh, checking things out and everything. Who knows what's coming up next? I know at the very least the next movie that I plan on seeing and doing some kind of review on is No Time to Die. And if you have been following the Review to a Kill series breaking down all the different elements of all the different bond films go ahead and check that out and um you know some other movies are coming out throughout this year i don't know my upload schedule or what articles i'm going to be writing about that i'm trying to get a little bit more into the like some writing some articles on top of things like the predicting the plot type things maybe i'll write up some more how to end Marvel characters, like their full story, what I would do, you know. I don't know. If you have any suggestions, drop them in the comments below. I'll take that all into consideration. And that's going to be it for this. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all your support. I will see you next time, everybody. But for now, it's time for me to geek out.